This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebound and Safety, as you can tell. Got some new tunes. Yeah. This is a podcast exclusive episode and we are reflecting on my chat with Steve and Mike. Let's jump into the intro and we'll get right into it. Safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing a stereotype. Brought to you by... What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebound and Safety. Rebound and Safety is a YouTube channel and podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to change the perception of health and safety. We do that right here on the podcast. We do that on YouTube as well. So if you're new here, hit that subscribe button and that bell and all that magical algorithm buttons to get me in other people's ear holes and faces. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. I've got some new tunes. Do you want to hear all the tunes? Let's, let's whiz through. So we're, we're a bit more dark, kind of dancey, trancey. Kind of, I've got quite an eclectic music taste, so you know, I'm, I'm, I've got like, I'm quite a big fan of classical, if I'm honest as well. Um, but I thought it's not really going to go if I put some like <laughs> classical stuff. Um, so we've got this one. It's like proper dancey, trancey shit. Like a little bit dubstep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I fucking love this toy. What else have we got? We've got some f- complete flip side of the coin, some soft rock. Sounds like, like a 90s, no, like a noughties Nickelback. Yeah, right up my street. Sounds like he's about to start singing about a photograph or something. Or a graph. <laughs> if you've seen that video, you know what I'm talking about. And then last but not least, we've got something a bit more trancey again, but a bit slower. I think we've had this before. I think we've had this before. If you've had this before and you can remember, let me know. But yeah, that's it. Anyway, let's get back to the heavy dance. Yeah, that's right up my street. Anyway. Let's get into my reflection on my chat with Steve and Mike. No audio problems this week, so that was nice. That was nice. We're starting to catch up with some of the newer content. Some of the stuff is uh, is now um, moving over to the new setup, the new desk, the new audio interface. So hopefully you'll start to see less audio problems. as we progress forward. I'm not saying it will never happen because, you know, shit happens. But it's a lovely sunny, sunny Sunday morning for me here. So I'm just going to read my notes out, reflect on my chat with Steve and Mike. I actually don't have that much notes, if I'm honest. I've got like less than a page, less than a page of my A4 diary. And I'm, I was kind of reflecting on my reflection, if I'm honest. And I was thinking, well... It's pretty much just me. Let me turn this down a little bit. 
Oh, drum and bass. Dubstep. I have no idea what, what kind of uh, music. This got to be dubstep, surely. I don't know. Anyway, you can tell I don't do music. My brother-in-law does music. I doubt he listens to this podcast, but if he does, he can tell us all what type of music this is. Anyway, I was reflecting on my reflection notes, and I thought, oh, God, there's not a lot here, James. Why have you not made, you made some real shit notes on this one? What was wrong? And, uh, and I was like, well, to be honest, it would just be me agreeing with them, like, most of the most of the time, because it was just a bit of a chinwag, weren't it? I mean, felt sorry for them. It was a midnight, so fair play to them. Uh, or was this the other one? It, basically, it was late for them. And, um, but yeah, I was, um, I was thinking, oh, no, I haven't got enough notes. What, what have I done here? And to be honest, it, it's been a bit of a gap since I edited it, and, and, um, and took my notes because, you know, normally I like to record the reflection straight away so it's fresh in my brain. Wasn't able to do that this time around. Um, bit of a shame because we're, we've kind of, we're lagging at the moment. We've got loads of content. I've got content booked up to the whole year. In next week's Monday podcast, I will let you know what those are so we can talk about the rest of the year coming up. Um, but I was like, well, I've lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so we've got all that content but we haven't got it edited and the editing is the hard bit. It takes a lot of time, a um, lot of effort, a lot of work. And um, we're a bit behind there. So that was a shame. Anyway, moving swiftly on, other than my, my woes of being a podcaster, let's have a look at some of my notes. Making this sense in fitness business. But yeah, so so I think it was Steve. Or was it Mike? I think it was Steve that mentioned this, where he mentions about making the systems fit the business, where like, for a long time, we've, we've kind of had that. Uh, we, we, we would write our safety systems based on the ACOPs, based on common practice, based on, you know, you, you see it all the time, you know, on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Has anybody got a template management system I can bastardize? And it's like the business kind of has to fit the safety system and, that, uh, and it kind of didn't work. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of you listening to this being like, well, that's just a shit safety professional. That's nothing special about that. It's just a shit one. Um, why would you not kind of tweak it to to fit that company? 100%. 100%. But when he was talking about it, it made me think of this little story about Toyota, which I think I actually heard when I was on Lean Six Sigma training, ironically. But I remember this example given about Toyota which come up time and time again, but like original Toyota, original Toyota. Um, and it was about a footpath. So basically, logistically, I don't really don't know how this happened, but this is a story. It might be an urban myth. It's probably bollocks, probably never actually happened. But basically, the story goes, the story goes, I feel like I should have some much calmer music, like storytelling music. But basically, it... it they, they put the machines in and stuff in this factory and then they would install these cameras and then they would just let the staff go to work and then they'd use those cameras to map out the most common path that the employees went and that would be where they would paint their footpath and design the rest of the factory around. Now, like I say, might be an urban myth, might be an absolute crock of shit and someone would be like, oh my God, that never happened. There's a load of rubbish. Maybe it is. But even if it is, I quite like the idea of it. Why? If, it, if it's rubbish, why is no one doing it? Let's try it. Try it. 
Oh, what if they have an accident in the meantime? Oh. Yeah, I don't have an answer to that question, if I'm honest. But then on the flip side, do the footpaths that you paint right around the edge of the, uh, around the edge of the, the, the factory that no one walks on because it's fucking miles away. Do they work anyway? So you might as well just try it. But it made me think about why don't we do this with our systems and our paperwork as well? Now, most of us do. Most of us do. All right. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm talking about doing it from, from nothing, from nothing, from absolutely diddly squat, from nout, nada. I've run out of words for no, none, nothing. But you know what I mean. So why, why don't we just go from nothing? Because why reinvent the wheel? Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's a fair point. But I'm, I'm operating on an extreme here. So bear with me. I'm operating on an extreme to to maybe open your mind a little bit. Open your mind. But my point here is around why do we try to get a checklist or get a template risk assessment or a risk, a risk assessment that's like pre-written, for example. Loads of people do that. Don't agree with them. But loads of people do those and you get them and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. But I'm just like... Why don't we just see what we do? Like, how, how many times in your company, I guarantee if you went to your company tomorrow, you've got a management system for health and safety, right? I guarantee there was, or before you implemented that management system, whoever did it, I bet you there was already existing management system for operations, for quality, for finance, for marketing. There was already procedures in place. I bet there was something around risk, around management of risk. They might not have called it risk. They might not even know they were talking about risk. But I guarantee there was something similar. And that's what that's what this note to me kind of stuck out in my brain is that we're very quick to get the systems and, and the paperwork and the processes and the procedures and the policies. We're very quick to get them and implement them. And and I, I'm there with you people. I am 100% a culprit in this. I have done it. I have done it. I've got the t-shirt. Talking about t-shirts, don't forget to go buy our merch. Oh, that reminds me, I haven't spoke about our our sponsors. I'll do that in a minute. I'll finish this little note and then we'll mention our sponsors. Ah, oh, drop in the buck, James. Drop in the buck. Oh, music stopped. And um, so, yeah, have a think about that. Maybe have a think about it. Next time you are implementing a system, you think, we need a system for this. We need a system for this risk or we need a system for this process. Have a think about is there a system existing within our business and maybe we can tweak what's working well within our business that we can just tweak and then when you're doing that system you're like does that system ergonomically fit does it work to the human does it complement the human in that process does it complement the organization itself as a as a, an entity does it help them do what they do because if it doesn't well off you go. In, in a way, that's kind of decluttering, isn't it? I suppose maybe I've, I've gone full circle here, but maybe that's kind of that process of making it fit the company. Easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. I really like the safety of work paper. Um, so, you know, I've spoke about that many times. I've done a whole podcast on it. So you go check it out. But asking that question, does this bring value? Does this complement? Does this help us do what we try to do? Make the system fit the business. Yeah, maybe you're sitting there, be like, "Well, no, thanks, James. Now we've uh, now we've got a firm grasp on the fucking obvious. Can we uh, can we get on with this podcast?" 
Yes, we can. But not without talking about my sponsors. So, first one, just a little note from me and my little project on the side with the amazing Colin Nottage from the Interesting Safety Podcast. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Um, but me and Colin Nottage joined forces many, many, many moons ago. We'd never actually met each other. Fascinating little story, that is. And... Um, we launched a little project called Project Miletium, and that essentially is a membership. It's a members-only community, and it's all focused around professional development of the safety profession. We are growing quick. We're three months in. It's growing scarily quick, if I'm honest. Um, lots of conversations with companies and things that are like, hmm, what's this little thing over here? So join the future, people. Join the revolution. Project Miletium. You come, you join, you get access to a, a massive library of just stuff, just loads of stuff, whether it's a research paper, which is free of charge to everyone, so you can go check that out on our website and a free stuff bit of our website. Um, you also get loads of other stuff. There's some of the resources that are locked away for members behind lock and key, and they're like... Um, Stuff that me and Colin have picked up over the years, or stuff that we're doing now, or stuff that some of our members are doing, and it's a little community resource library for us members, and we, we keep that to ourselves. <laughs> so if you want that, you've got to join, baby. You also get weekly community calls. Weekly community calls, you ask? Yeah, they're like little like little chinwags, basically. One on, a one on a Friday, one on a Friday. Ugh. One on a Wednesday, one on a Friday. Have a little chit-chat really help you kind of keep going, keep motivated, stay focused, uh, get some help with your challenges and so on. And then we also have a book club every month. We've got something new coming up, but that's the top secret for now. And then we have also have a quarterly wagon wheel, which is like a massive mastermind event, basically, where you can, you'll hear a keynote speaker, and then we'll have a workshop with that speaker. And then we'll, one of our members will get up and talk about a challenge that they're having at work. And then everyone will help them solve that challenge, which is just amazing i love that and you would have an opportunity to do that if you wanted to and then we'll finish off with a little workshop and setting your goals for the quarter then we'll finish off a little update with me and colin and that's it off you go three and a half hours saturday morning nice and early crack of dawn crack of dawn and then that's it that's your quarter set up off we go again it's all about driving you to be better and facilitating that process not just saying here come and fill this form about your professional development we're here we're with you we hold your hand and we help you through it and um, you get to benefit from the conduit that me and Colin have from interviewing all these people that are doing amazing work that are sometimes unreachable, sometimes behind a bit of a paywall, a bit of a bigger paywall because we're behind a paywall as well, obviously. And uh, we act as that conduit for that information as well. So uh, for me, it's a no-brainer. But then I made it. So, of course, I think it's that. So that's Project Millennium. Go to www.projectmillennium.com. Go check them out. And uh, if you want to try it for free, then just drop me a DM or email me, James at Rebrand Safety, and I'll get you on a call completely free of charge. You can try it first. Now moving swiftly on to our official sponsor of Rebranded Safety, Paradigm, Human Performance, and more specifically, their HSE subscription service. It's a great little package. It's your HSE, your health, safety, environment, kind of compliance, if you want to call it that word, nailed down to a T, your legislative, your regulatory, and your industry compliance, nailed down but with worker safety, worker value as the DNA of this, because human and organisational performance is the bread and butter of paradigm human performance. So these guys are hop experts. That means that this is a 
already decluttered management system. This is already kind of new view support that you're getting. It's that safety one that's already been done through the lens of your safety two, so to speak, if you want to use those kind of collective terms. So why wouldn't you do it? Starting from just £99 a month, Paradigm will just absolutely sort you out with an initial visit. And then you'll also get some ongoing support. And like I say, it's going to be just interwoven, woven with with human and organizational performance. It's going to make you, it's going to help you respect the expertise of that worker and understand the value of that worker and make them the center of what you do, but at the same time delivering that legislative, regulatory and industry compliance. It is the one-stop shop. It is the place to go. Trust me, I love Paradigm. I wouldn't have let them be the sponsor of the podcast if I didn't really align with what they're doing. If I didn't like them as a team, they're an awesome group of people. Teresa, whose company it is, is a legend. And um, and I pretty much get her involved in everything I do. That's how much I kind of respect her and, and respect her knowledge and her approach to things. Um, so I would not be screaming them out to you if um, if I didn't rate what they're doing. This is the perfect little package for your SMEs and your small businesses. Maybe like an operations manager's listening to this that manages safety as well as everything else. And they're like spinning loads of plates and they're just like, safety is, it's kind of there, it's in their head, but you maybe do it on the spot dynamically. And you think one day we probably need to have a proper look at this. This package will help you do that 100%. So, Email address, phone number, website in the description below. So go check that out. But if you're not sure, you're thinking, this might be for me, but I'm not sure who's these paradigm people, what are they really like, then you can go to their website, sign up for the Learn Organization webinar, and you can go and see the team or the whole massive international team, and we'll get an understanding of what this company is like, what they do, how they talk, and you get to see them as well, you know, because they run the webinars. Um, so it's kind of like a try it before you buy it, 100%. Go do that. Go check out Project Millennium. Go check out Paradigm Human Performance HSE subscription service. Without further ado, let's get back into my reflection notes. I've waffled a lot and you've only actually only read out one of my bullet points. I'm doing a lot of filling today of the time. Let's have a look. What else have we got next? I can't even read my note there. Safety created with the company compliance in mind. Safety is created with the company compliance in mind. I've got something here around safety. I can't even remember what I'm trying to say from my own notes. Oh, this is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. Safety created with com- company compliance in mind. I think, if I remember rightly, I'm thinking back to the... I've, I've clipped this bit out, I think, as a little pod clip to go on the YouTube. I think that I'm talking here, and if I'm not, then I'm, I'm way off track, but... I think I'm talking about something that's been on my mind for a while in, in kind of like our driver for safety. Like I, th- I think that we say our driver is people and the safety of our people. I think we say that because we feel like we should say that. We feel like we need to say that. And we probably feel like that is our main driver. That is what we're trying to do. Just have a swig of coffee. And I don't deny that people do think that. I don't deny that people don't want to, I'm not sitting here saying that people 
don't care about their people and people want to hurt people. No, that's not what I'm saying. Even some of the biggest disasters in the world, I don't think anyone sat down and consciously went, yes, I want to kill all of those people. Yes, I want to maim all of those people. Yes, I want to hurt. I don't think anyone ever does that. Well, unless you're like a psychopath or something, but most normal people. What's normal? Yeah, but most normal people, you know, don't don't do that. They don't they don't think like that. So that's not what I'm saying. But but let's think about the context here. Let's let's hop the shit out of this, right? Think about the context here. The context is that the demand on compliance nowadays and the perceived risk of of a lack of compliance is really prominent in your brain. So whilst you say that people safety is the primary driver, history tells us otherwise. Because why did we bring that 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 compliance in? Well, because we were fucking sending kids under machines and up chimneys and shit, and we were like, you know. Treating people like crap. Now, don't get me wrong, there's more context to that as well, isn't there? In that the 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 culture of the time of society was very much classist. It, it was very much like the the value of certain people's lives was not was not equal. Um, so yes, I don't think that if we still had no compliance now, no legislation, no law, then I don't think that we would go back to that. Um, but I do wonder over time what would happen. What what would happen? Because I genuinely do think that it's very easy for us to forget about our safety and easy for us to switch off for your personal safety and definitely for other people's safety. So therefore, I do think that if compliance wasn't part of what we do, it would probably, I think it would do worse. I think we would do worse. I genuinely do think that compliance is a thing that it drives us mostly, more than people's safety. I think I think morally maybe and emotionally we think that we're doing it for people's safety and maybe we are doing it for people's safety, but we're driven to do it by compliance. I don't think anybody, really, unless you're a safety professional, When's the last time you had a CEO come in and say, right, everyone, I want to look at our safety today when that wasn't instigated by the annual review of your management system or your audit process or anything like that? When? I've been doing this 10 years, never happened to me. I've been working since I was 16. It's never happened to me. Has safety been raised and commented as part of dynamically as part of work? 100%. 100%. I do not deny that. I do not deny that. Safety is part of what we do. Yeah. But I don't think it's primary driver. And I think that we're subconsciously lying to ourselves when we say that compliance is not our first priority. Maybe I'm way off base. Maybe I'm even nowhere near what I intended to talk about with that note because I've completely forgot what it is. But I do think that safety is created with the with, with compliance in mind, with, with compliance as a primary driver. Why would it not be? I get that. You need to be compliant. Yes, I understand. But I do think you would do some things differently if people's safety was actually the reason why you were doing it, not just for compliance. I think we'd see a better state of safety. Because for me, 
For me, for me, a lot of the compliance. Yeah, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Noise at work. Noise at work. When's this coming out? This will be coming out about the same time as I just wrote an article for the Installer magazine, and it's about this around the same thing. But basically, noise at work requires you to to attack this as source, right? You got to attack it as source. I I ain't ever seen anyone attack it as source. Never. You know, they talk about putting pads on the floor. They talk about you know enclosing it. I never seen anyone actually do that. Actually, that's a lie. I spoke to one one uh, company not so long ago, and they said they are uh, building um, like a segregation unit so that people outside um, don't have to be exposed to it. Outstanding, great bit of work. Uh, that's the first time in a long time. Now, now don't get me wrong. There's gonna be some dickheads listening to this, being like, "Well." You're wrong, James, because I've had it my entire career. What kind of safety professional wouldn't let that? And whatever. Yeah, whatever, mate. You know, just get out. Get out. Go and fuck off. You know, those comments are not helpful. Not helpful at all. And I think, yes, the safety professional will have turned around and gone, maybe we should do this, boss. Maybe we should do it. How much is that going to cost? Well, we're going to build an enclosure, maybe about 20K. Well, we haven't got 20K. We haven't got 20K. We're going to have to deal with it PPE for now. And then that just goes on and on and on. Like, yes, there are people asking for this, but actually doing it, whole different thing. Now, you're going to turn around and say, well, that's not compliant because the, the legislation says deal with it at source. Yeah, that's, that's true. It does. But that's when you get caught. How many people get caught? HSC's numbers have been cut every single year for, for, since I can remember. And for, this is the first time ever we're starting to see an influx of people into that department. And that's it. You know, so yes, it's like, oh, they're breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, they are breaking the law in theory. But who the fuck's going to do anything about it? Yeah? Bitch. So... I just I, I, I don't say this to have all the answers. I say this just to provoke thought in our brain to help you reflect because that's what I'm doing right now. It's just reflecting, talking out loud, thinking out loud essentially. That's what I should have called this podcast, thinking out loud. So anyway, let's move on. I'm gonna move on because I can't really remember that. Oh, task and task had controls right. So talking about Task hazard controls was mentioned. I think um, I really, I've, I've completely forgot all of these notes. I'm, I make sure that I'm not going to leave a gap between editing and recording a reflection again because this must be terrible for you to listen to. But I've got here. I stand by my hatred for mate for matrices because I think they have no value, and I, I do stand by that. I don't think that risk matrices five by five, seven by seven, forty seven by forty seven. I really do not care. I do not think they bring any value. And and the Safety of Work podcast has done some proper research into this. So if you want to go and talk, like, listen to that, please do. It's a great podcast. You should always listen to that anyway. But it, it, for me, it just doesn't bring any fucking value whatsoever. It is... I've just never seen it... I've never seen it do anything good other than people just arguing about what number it should be. And it's just like... Even recently, I'm, I'm removing this stuff from 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 stuff and uh, from risk assessments and i can just before i get to the point of saying i think we should take this out like i can hear the conversation well, how are we supposed to measure the risk how are we supposed to measure the risk what do you tell me what do you think is going to fucking happen if you fall off that roof 
What do you think is going to fucking happen if you shove your hand in that machine? I'm going to lose my arm. So why do you need some fucking numbers to tell you about that? And what are you going to do about those numbers? You're going to put the numbers into red, and then that, that will say you must do something about it. But then your boss is going to say, it's not as simple as that. Your boss is going to say, we haven't got no fucking money this month. And then you're going to go, well, but we, we put it into red. Well, get it out of red, put it in orange. Yeah, but then orange says we've got like two weeks. When are we going to have money? We're not going to have money for like six months. We're skint. We've just been through a fucking global pandemic and a, and a recession, mate. And you're like, oh, so what should I do then? I don't know. Fucking lower the likelihood so it's like it looks like it's never going to happen. I'm putting it into green. Okay, fine. Now, that conversation never happens, but subconsciously, it probably does. Well, it definitely does subconsciously and probably doesn't happen face-to-face, but I guarantee it probably does. It happens all the time, this shit. And that's my experience with matrices. I don't think they bring any value. Anyway, I'm going to get off that, off that um, soapbox and move on. I've got a note here about blame versus versus learning. This, this and I've, I've put here that it's a it's a hard debate. Now I've actually decided to do the next podcast about that subject. I've made some notes myself, and I'm going to think out loud about blame, um, and tell you a little story what happened today to me personally, um, where I was blamed because I made a mistake, and I did make a mistake, and I hold myself to account to that, and I'm learning from that. Remind trying to anyway. Um, and I'm going to talk about that next week. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to skim over that point because we're about 30 minutes into this anyway. So what else have I got? I I really like that 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 stuff, learn and improve or fix and forget. What are we going to do? Learn and improve, fix and forget. I love this for a couple of reasons. One, because I think it's an acknowledgement there that... Sometimes safety professionals just fill their day doing shit because somebody said, hey, I just saw Bob sprinting through the factory and I'm come to tell you because that's against health and safety. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? That's normally how I respond. Maybe in a bit more of a professional manner. And they go, well, you're the health and safety guy. Do something about it. So hang on a minute. You're, you're his team leader, say, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am his team leader. Right. And you saw Bob running through the factory. Yes, I did. And you were there in that moment. Yes, I was. And you didn't say anything to him. No, I've come and told you. That's your job. So, so, hang on a minute. Let me just make sure I've got this 100% right. You were there. Yes, I was. Standing right next to him. Well, not next to him, but I was in the factory and I could see him running. Right, okay, so you you, you, were, you were in the vicinity when you saw him running. Yes, yes, I was. All right, okay. And then you've walked all the way to my office, the other side of the fucking factory, to tell me about it, to then what? Me start the non-conformance process, for example. Yes, please. Why didn't you just fucking say it right there? Oi, Bob, stop running. Well, I can't tell I'm real busy. You set me this target to go and... Oh, and now we're in a learn and prove. Now we're in learn and prove. We were in fix and forget. Bob, stop. But I can't stop. Why not? Oh, stop. We're in learn and improve now. I just love that. I love that. You know, oh, there's loads of crap here. Let's tell safety about it. Because let's put the wet floor sign out. Put the wet floor sign out. Tell safety about it. They'll email the cleaners and say, clean up. R4. Why don't you just fucking clean it yourself? Just clean it up now. Fix it. Forget. I, I think it's powerful. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I like the wording of it as well. I get that people are like, 
Oh, but but you know we need to formalise this stuff. Like, how do we need to we need to show the enforcer and our insurers that we're doing something about this, don't we? No, no because if if nothing happens because you fixed it, then then nothing's going wrong, is it? Because you fixed it, you you fixed the problem. Someone's going to slip on it. Oh right, yeah. But how do we prove that we've done it? Because you've done it. The fucking slip's gone. The shit's gone. Or that you stop Bob stop running or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. So I could, I could, I've had all of these conversations before. I've had them so many times. Like, I've not called it fix and forget, but you know, I've had these conversations so many times. I used to work in a factory. It was this ongoing joke. There's this Scotsman. It was like, E.U. James! E.U. James! That's probably a terrible accent. That's literally what he sounded like, though. And and it was just this ongoing joke that I've walked through the factory and all I'd hear was, E.U. James! And it would be the same thing all the time, just like, I saw this thing and it was real bad, not safe. And it'd be like, I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Terrible accent. Um, and I'm just thinking, what, so you didn't pick it up? No, no, it's your job. All right, okay, all right. It's just the same thing over again. So I really like that. Fix and forget, learn and improve. I'm not going to touch on blame because I'm going to talk about that next week. I've got a note here, but I have no idea why it's in here, about Johan Bergstrom's podcast, which is not actually his podcast, it's Nippin's podcast, but Nippin on and uh, Embracing Difference, interviewed Johan Bergstrom, and they talked about taking creativity, in, sorry, taking inspiration from the creative industry into safety, which I freaking love. I think they were talking specifically about the context of a accident investigation, but like when, when he was first talking about it, I was kind of like, huh? What's it? Huh? What? I just didn't. I, I didn't get it. I could not get my head around it. But then, as I kind of reflected on it, had a little bit of a chat in a WhatsApp group I'm in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I get this. I get this. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And uh, it just kind of blew my mind. So go listen to that on Nippon and Anand's podcast. I have no idea why I've wrote it in this notes, but it's very good. Maybe you have to listen to it a few times. If I'm honest, it's it's a bit mind bending, and you're kind of like. I think he talks about art or opera or something like that. And he's like, how opera? You're like, you're, you're kind of listening to it. And you're like, how, how's opera going to help me do a risk assessment? I don't get it. I don't get it. But once you get your head around the concept of storytelling and taking the, the, the understanding of context and, and say, for example, so the incident in Game of Thrones is spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay. If anyone's not watched Game of Thrones or read the books and you've been thinking, I really want to watch Game of Thrones and I'm, I've gone so long without knowing what it is and knowing how it ends and I'm so proud of myself for that. One, you should have fucking watched it by now, like seriously. Two, spoiler alert, turn your headphones down now for approximately 30 seconds. Three, two, one, turn it down. Right. So think about Game of Thrones, right? The incident is Daenerys, at the end of it, losing her shit and burning everyone. That's the accident. That's the incident, right? Take inspiration from the creative industry by going all the way back, seven books or seven series, to episode one. Because every single thing leads to that moment. And that was seven seasons it was like seven books. Everything is leading to that. And that is what you're trying to do in an accident investigation. 
tell the story of why that happened. I'm not going to say what, what happened in case there's anyone back now. I respect the spoiler alert. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really interesting. Go and listen to that. It's a great little podcast. It will bend your mind a little bit. Um, but, yeah. And just one last note I've made here. If you're on this journey from whatever you want to call it, contemporary safety over to safety science, so to speak, even though some people it's not science, whatever, but like contemporary safety over to safety science, then just remember, this is the marathon, not a sprint. This is slow. Everyone that succeeded at this picked little bits, little battles to win. They didn't try and win the war overnight. This wasn't about going in and spitting the dummy out, throwing a baby out with a bath or and all those cliche analogy thingamajiggers. This is about taking your time, bit by bit by bit, working your way towards success. Okay, beeps, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It was a bit messy. I apologize for that. It's these banging tunes of like hard trance, feel like I'm in a Blade movie or something. It's throwing me off. Feel like the sprinklers of blood are about to come down. That's not a spoiler. It happens like straight away in the film. And if you haven't watched Blade, then more for you. So again, sorry about the messy notes. Like I'm going to try and make sure I stay on top of recording straight away after the after I've edited it. So it's fresh in the brain. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to check out Project Millennium. If you want to try it for free, come and hit me up, James at reboundsafety.com. I'll get you on a call for free. Don't forget to check out Paradigm, Human Performance, and more specifically, their HC subscription service. They're doing some amazing stuff at Paradigm. So even if you just sign up for their webinar, so good, peeps. So good. And otherwise, I'll catch you next week to the James's chat episode. So this will be coming out like Wednesday-ish. But on Monday coming, there's going to be a James me on my own, just like this. A podcast exclusive episode, exclusive episodes. I'll be talking about blame. Nice one, people. I'll catch you next week. Safe. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. Sorry, I should have turned the music down and then put a disclaimer up. My bad. Catch you next week. Safe.